Amen. I want you to stand up with your Bibles. You've been sitting down all this time. Stand up with your Bibles. I want you to repeat after me. Say it with all your heart. Say, this is God's word. Come on, say it like you mean it. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. We thank you that your word is life-giving. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. Father, your word is so quick and powerful that it is able to divide the soul against the spirit. And, Father, tonight we thank you that your word is what we depend on to have a better life. And as we come to hear the word of God, we pray that the spirit of the living God will breathe afresh on your word. And that, Father, the anointing that's uh, in between every page and built into every word, we thank you that that anointing will change our lives as we hear your word tonight. And we pray, Father, that our lives will never be the same. And as we uh, reach the pinnacle of a new year, Father, I thank you that 2010 will be so incredible that, Father, it'll take us years to be able to to testify the things that you've done for us. I thank you, God, that, that, that there are blessings we haven't seen. There are places we haven't gone. There are things that we haven't uh, achieved that we're going to achieve in 2010. So, Lord, open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I have a long introduction before I jump into the word tonight. Although 2009 for most uh, was a year of stress, struggle, and shortage, God gave Word of Truth Family Church a prophetic word that it would be a year of all sufficiency in all things. And I believe that when God gives a prophetic word, if we believe it, we'll receive it. Not only was 2009 a year of all sufficiency for word of truth, but also it was for many of our members. Our donations for the church increased by 27% from the previous year. And our benevolence and our missions efforts increased by 28%. In other words, we gave $194,000 away in 2008, but in 2009, which was supposed to be a year of shortage for most people, Word of Truth Family Church gave $270,000 away in 2009. God will always give more when good works will be done with the more that you get. I said, watch this now, 
that all that, that would connect to God, that if you would obey his word and trust and believe in him, you would see more in your life in 2009. Well, this year, God has put in my heart for Word of Truth Family Church that 2010 will be a year of favor for the faithful. 2010 is going to be a year of favor for the faithful. And I'm going to outline to you tonight what that actually means because if you would turn your Bibles to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Anytime God gives a prophetic word, the only way that word don't come to pass is if we don't believe it. And when he gave me the prophetic word for 2009 that it would be a year of all sufficiency, I made a decision that I was going to believe what God said. And there were hundreds and even thousands of churches that actually did worse in 2009 than they did in 2008. There were some churches that closed in 2009 that existed in 2008. In fact, there were some churches that had a higher membership in 2008, but they shrunk in 2009. But God said to us that we would have a year of all sufficiency in all things. And not only did we grow financially, not only did we grow uh, in our membership, but our church grew in spirit. We were able to purchase 13 acres of prime real estate Watch this now. And we were able to raise $150,000 in one day to put money down to purchase it. And now in the economy that's bad, we own property worth $1.2 million. Now, if that's not all sufficiency in all things, I don't know what is. Why am I saying that? If you're in 2 Chronicles, are you in 2 Chronicles? 2 Chronicles chapter 20, look in verse 20. And here's the point I want you to write down tonight as we, get, as we jump into this, uh, tonight's lesson. Every promise from God must be believed by faith and received through faith. I'm going to say that again. Every promise from God must be believed by faith and received through faith. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, look in verse 20. It says now, and they arose early in the morning and they went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and he said, hear me, O Judah. Pastor Evan is saying tonight, O Word of Truth Family Church, you inhabitants of uh, Mansfield and Arlington and the Dallas-Fort Worth area, believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. And if you believe in his prophetic word, so shall you prosper. And I'm here to tell you tonight, if you will believe the prophetic word, that favor is coming your way, you will prosper like you never have before in 2010. Now, hearing the word of God positions us to believe, but exercising the word positions me to receive. I'm going to say that again. I need you all to hear what I'm saying tonight. Hearing the word, the Bible says faith comes by what? Hearing. So when you hear the word, it positions you to believe the word. But exercising or being a doer of the word positions me to receive. So you don't just want to hear it even though you need to because if you don't hear it, you can't believe it. In fact, turn to Romans quickly. Turn to Romans chapter 10. Romans 10. 
You have to hear it before you can believe it. And then after you believe it, you have to do it so you can receive it. Romans chapter 10. If you're taking notes, I want you to write down verse 14. Watch this. This is very critical. It says now in verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Watch this now. And how can they believe in him in whom they have not what? Heard. And how can they hear without a preacher? So here's the point I want to start out with. You must hear to believe. And that's why I'm saying to you, you're going to experience a year of overwhelming favor in 2010 to the point that you will not recognize your life anymore. And to the degree that you can hear it will be the degree that you can believe it, which means that after you believe it, you can receive it if you will do it. Amen. Now go to Mark chapter 9. Go to Mark chapter 9. If you all don't mind, can I take my time tonight? Okay, Mark chapter 9, because I want to layer this word to you, because I am convinced with all of my heart that God is going to do some supernatural things in our lives, things that you can't even explain. Here it is in the middle tonight, while I was still just just kind of thinking about what I was going to minister, and just going over my lesson, I get an email from one of the builder that's going to build our building, and I get an email from him, and the email says, Pastor Connor, I told some investors about your church and how things are and how well things are going and they said I have a letter from them and if you want me to fax it to you I can that they will give Word of Truth Family Church a 5.5 million dollar loan to do what they need to do touch your neighbor say neighbor favors coming your way in Mark chapter 9 look in verse 23 Mark 9 23 are you there say I'm there Jesus said unto him, if you can believe, all things are possible to the person that can believe. So I'm saying to you tonight, if you can believe what I teach you tonight about favor, if you can believe it, all things are possible for you. It doesn't matter what your credit score right now is. All things are possible if you can believe. It doesn't matter how many times you've been married and divorced. If you still desire to be in another relationship, all things are possible to him that believes. I don't care if you're unemployed right now and you have a business in your heart, but you have no money. All things are possible to him that believes. Watch this now. And uh, uh, let me show you, let me illustrate to you what it means to, you can believe it, but you got to hear it. Uh, bring me a chair. I tell you what, let's pretend that this is a chair right here. Let's pretend this is a chair. And uh, Greg, I'm going to have you to be my illustrator. Now, I have to first say something to him before he can believe it. Do you agree with me? He cannot believe it until I say it. Now, it's up to him now after I say it, For him to believe it and then for him to receive it, he's got to now do his part to get it. Now, if I said, Greg, this is a chair and let's pretend you have never sat down in your life and you need some rest. And I said, this chair is able to hold you up and all you have to do is sit down on it. Now, he heard what I said. Did you hear what I said? What did I say? 
Yeah, that chair would hold you up if you sat down, right? Now, he would not get the benefit of sitting in the chair until he sits down in the chair. So hearing what I said to him alone won't do him any good. Just hearing what I'm teaching tonight won't do you any good. But if you will do, watch this now, the Bible says faith without works is what? So in order for the word about favor to come alive, you got to do something with it. And so in order for him to take advantage of this seat, I need you to sit down now. Now he can take advantage of the word that I said you can sit. And if tonight when you hear the word and I give you some instructions because I'm going to give you some instructions. Because see, favor has to be triggered. Thank you, Greg. Favor has to be triggered. You can't just sit down and expect to hear something and it automatically happens. Because let me say this to you. The promises of God don't automatically happen because if they did, we would all be blessed. I can prove it to you. Salvation is not automatic. The Bible says that it is God's will for everybody to get saved and to come into the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But why isn't everybody saved? Because it's something that they have to do. In other words, there is a faith process to every prophetic word. And when you hear the word, if you just hear it and don't do anything with it, it won't benefit you. Now, go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Every promise, all of the promises of God are received through faith. Hebrews chapter 11. This is one of my favorite verses. If you all ever, someone asks you, what is Pastor Evans' favorite verse? Here it is, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, look in verse 32. It says now here, And what shall we say for the more? That the time would fill us to talk about Gideon and talk about Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David and Samuel and of the prophets. Watch this now. Verse 33. Who through faith they subdued kingdoms and through faith they wrought righteousness and through faith they obtained the promises of God. The promises of God must be obtained by faith. And that just means you have to make an undeniable decision to believe what you hear regardless of what your circumstances say. Watch this now. Choosing to believe is a decision to accept what has been said or prophesied by a person who in your eyes has promised delivering integrity. I'm going to say that again. Listen to what I said. When you choose to believe, it is a decision to accept what has been said or promised by a person who in your eyes has promised delivering integrity. In other words, God has promised delivery integrity. He is not a man that he should lie. So if God said he can do it, he can do it. Amen. Now go to Exodus real quick. Exodus, we're getting ready to jump into now what favor is. Exodus chapter 12. We're going to talk about favor here. And I'm going to give it to you in a light, hopefully, that you will not only understand, but you'll be able to walk out and begin to anticipate it in your life. Exodus chapter 12. And if you're taking notes, write down verse 35. Exodus 12, 35. Listen to what it says. And the children of Israel... They did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed. Say borrow. borrow. Say it again. Borrow. Now, see, borrowing is not a sin. Now, the only time borrowing becomes a sin is when you borrow over your head and you can't pay it back. Because the Bible says it's the wicked that borrows and pays not again. In fact, the Bible tells us we would be lenders and not borrow. So if it's a sin to, be a, uh, to borrow, then, then we sin sinning when we lend people money. 
Amen. So it's not a sin to borrow money. Look in verse uh, 36. And the Lord, what? Well, listen to 35. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and raiment. Verse 36. And the Lord gave the people what class? Favor. What did he give them? Favor. What did he give them? Favor. Who gave it to them? The Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Watch this now. So that they lent unto them such things as they required and they spoiled the Egyptians. In other words, favor is the granting of what is required, what is inspired, or what is desired to make my life better. I'm going to give it to you again. Here's the definition of favor. Favor is the granting of what is required. What is inspired or desired to better my life for me to be a blessing? I'm going to say it one more time. Favor is the granting of what is required. Say required. It is also inspired. Say inspired. And desired. Say desired. To better my life and for me to be a blessing. It is the willingness of others to use their power, their ability, and their influence to help me. God has the ability to put in people's heart, put in their minds to do something for you. They didn't even plan on doing. And favor is designed. Say design. Favor is designed to cause people to give you what you require. Turn over to Exodus. Look in 12. Look in chapter. uh, Go to Exodus 12. Let's look now in. Let's look in verse 36. Let me give you the definition of of this word favor from the dictionary. He said here that God caused the people to give them favor in the sight of Egyptians. The word favor in the dictionary means excessive kindness and preferential treatment. It also means to be approved of or to be held in high regards. Now, now go to Exodus 33. Go to Exodus 33 because favor always produces what is desired. In other words, when you have a desire for something, favor causes people to give you what you desire. And this is the problem with most people. They don't desire nothing. I mean, how can God do exceeding and abundantly above all you ask or think if you're not asking and if you're not thinking? I mean, I want to challenge you to start thinking beyond where you are. I mean, why not go and look at that million dollar house? You say, well, pastor, I don't have a million dollars. You don't have to have a million to see it. Why not go to the Bentley store? If you want a Bentley one day, why not go to the Bentley store and just go sit in the car? They may not even come out to help you. It don't matter. You got to act like you are a Bentley. You walk in there and you act like you got all the money in the world. You get you a swagger. I need to see that vehicle right there. You don't have to have the money to get it. To get it. Amen. Amen. In Exodus, what I tell you, go 33. Watch this now. Favor produces what is required. Exodus 33, look at verse 17. It says this now. 
It says here, and the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that you have spoken. Why? For you have found favor. That word grace is the same word favor. He says, I, uh, I, you have found favor in my sight and I know you by name. Look in verse 17 again now. It's saying the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to do what you said because you have favor with me. In other words, when you desire something, God will put in the hearts of people to do what you desire. Now go to Esther. Now that book there, now that, that most of y'all are going to have to blow dust off that book. That is in the Bible. It's on page 450. If you have a Bible like mine, on page 450. And here's, I'm going to show you that favor always produces what is inspired. Now what do you mean by inspired? That just means that uh, when somebody want to do something for you that you weren't even thinking about. See, it was just like, uh, just like my friend. Uh, when we had our baby shower, my wife had her baby shower with Landon. My friend who lives in uh, North Carolina, he and his wife decided to come down and fly all the way down to come to the baby shower. Well, they stayed over our house. And so he was in there ironing his clothes in our little laundry room. And he's ironing his clothes and he looks at our washer and dryer and got inspired. And God spoke to him and said, buy him a washer and a dryer. Now, I wasn't necessarily asking for a washing dryer. But how many know if you want to give it to me for free, I'm going to take it. In other words, he got inspired and favor will inspire people to do things for you that you wouldn't even do for yourself. Esther chapter 2. Are you there? I gave you time to look for it now. Exodus chapter 2, look in verse 15. All right, watch what it says. Now, when the turn, this was Esther. She was getting ready to become the queen. Now, when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Ahabah, whoever he is, the, the uncle of Mordecai, who would name their kid Mordecai? I shouldn't say that. Somebody, who in here, anybody name, name Mordecai in here? Anybody name Mordecai? Okay, then I can talk about it. Don't name your kids Mordecai. I mean, how do you spell Mordecai? Mordecai. Oh, he spelled it. Praise the Lord. Amen. The comedian went to college. Give him a hand. <laughs> I had to get you. I got the mic now. So, Watch this now. Esther chapter 2, verse 15. It says, now when the, the turn of Esther came, watch this, who had taken her for his daughter, was coming to the king. She required nothing but Haggai, or, uh, yeah, Haggai, the uh, king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women, appointed, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. Watch verse 16. So Esther was taken unto the king, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, into his house, the royal, uh, uh, in his house royal in the tenth month, which is, watch this, the month of Tabith, verse 17. And the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight. Watch this now. More than all the virgins, so that he set the crown royal upon her head. That was not a drink. He set the crown royal upon her head. That was a royal crown. Not the drink royal crown. How many drink royal crown? Let me see your hand. You got one hand, two hands. How many line? Let me see your hand. <laughs> Got a hand up here. Got a hand way back in the back. Oh. He put the royal crown upon her head. 
And then it says, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of the king. Now, this is what I love. He made her king instead of Vestai. In other words, favor will cause someone to do something for you that you had not really uh, decided to do for yourself. So favor, we'll write this down now. Favor will always produce prosperity, power, and position. Say this with me. Say prosperity. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Say this with me. Say favor will always produce prosperity, power, and provision. Say this again. Say favor will always produce prosperity, power, and provision. Now go to Exodus one more time. Go to Exodus chapter 12 one more time. Let me show you this to you. Exodus chapter 12. Favor starts with God and it comes through man. Exodus chapter 12, look at verse 36. See, see when, you, when you have a relationship with God, that's all you need. Now, you got to treat people right because that's who God's going to use to bless you. But see, when you know you have favor with God, you don't have to brown nose with men. You don't have to kiss no butt. Excuse my French. You don't have to do that. All you got to do is trust God. Why? Because favor starts with him. In Exodus 12, look at verse 36, and it says, And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. So guess what favor starts from? It starts with the Lord. Now, in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, you don't have to turn there. It says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So you're going to need in 2010 to be in position to get favor from men and favor from God. Can you say amen to that? Now, Favor is activated by four things. Write this down. Favor is activated by asking. Favor is activated by association. Favor is activated through anticipation and attitude. And then favor is activated through, watch this now, acting on the word. I'm going to give them to you again. Favor is activated by asking. That is where, this is when uh, Favor is granted because I have a bold request and I've made it to an individual or a person who has the power and the ability or the influence to get it done. I mean, the worst thing you can do is to ask somebody for a favor who don't have the power to help you. But see, many of us, we know people around us that have the power to do it, but we're too afraid to ask. Well, the only way you can activate favor is that you got to ask, they ask. Then the second one is, now you can write this down as a reference. Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 4 through 9. I'm going to read it to you. It says, Then the king said unto me, For what do you make a request? So I prayed to the Lord God. This is uh, Nehemiah saying. He said, I prayed to the God in heaven, and I said, If it please the king, if I have found favor in your sight, and the thing seems right before the king, and it be pleasing in your eyes, let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, the son of whoever this man is. And see, in other words, uh, uh, Nehemiah, the, the situation was there were some letters that were written that were detrimental to the people. And he went and asked the king, will you go and reverse that? In other words, favor was activated. And it's only because he was bold enough to ask. This, the third thing or the second thing is that favor is triggered or activated through associations. Say associations. Go to Genesis chapter 30. Genesis 30. Genesis chapter 30. This is where I become a beneficiary of favor because of who I'm associated with. See, you, some of you all, the reason why you don't have favor flowing in your life like you need to is because you're around the wrong kind of people. 
Now, some of you all, uh, 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 you have favor, but you just got it with the wrong people. See, having favor with a drug dealer is not good favor. Amen. No, that's not good favor. Genesis chapter 30. What did I tell you to go? Verse 27. Watch this now. It says here, and Laman said unto him, I pray you, if I have found favor in your eyes, stay. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Listen to this. He said, I pray if I have found favor in your eyes, I need you to stay with me because I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me because of you. In other words, favor can come with who you are associated with. And that's why you got to get your social life together. In 2010, your friends probably need to change. Because listen, listen, if you have not got to the favor level you need, that means you're at the wrong level with your friends. Amen. Now, don't just go kick everybody out, but, but look, at your fr- look at your friends. And then favor is activated through anticipation. Go to Ruth. Now, that's another book you're going to have to blow dust on. Go to Ruth chapter 2. That's on page 244 if you have a Bible like mine. 244. Now, let me show you this about Ruth. Ruth activated favor by her attitude. And this one right here is one I really want to sit on for a second. Because in order for favor to start showing up, you got to act like you deserve it. You can't walk around like, well, boy, it's me, boy, it's me. I don't know. I don't. No, no, no. You got to walk in like you are President Obama. You got to walk into a room and expect everybody to stand up when you walk in. You may be seated. You walk in and you may be seated. What is he talking about? I was just pretending y'all was all standing up. That's all. Look in Ruth chapter 2. Is that where I told you to go? Yeah. Ruth chapter 2. Let me find it. What, I, what page I said mine was on? <laughs> 244. Somebody took good notes. All right, look in chapter 2, look in verse 2. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go unto the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I, have fi- I shall find some grace. Watch this now. And she said unto her, go, my daughter. Watch this now. Listen to the attitude of Ruth. And Ruth, the Moabite, she said to Naomi, let me now go into the field and glean some ears of corn after whose sight I shall find some favor. In other words, she's saying, I'm going to go to this field. I'm going to go to glean. And I'm going because I'm going to find some favor with somebody. And that's how you got to go. When you wake up in the morning, you got to go, Lord, I don't know who it's going to be, but I'm expecting favor from somebody today. I'm expecting you to use somebody with their power, their influence, and their ability to help me. But then here's the one that I really want you to see. Favor this year is going to come through faithfulness. Now, go to to Proverbs 28. We're going to wrap up here. Go to Proverbs 28. Favor is going to come through faithfulness. And this is the one that I really need you to focus on because this, one's, this one is under your control. See, somebody else giving you favor is not necessarily under your control. But guess what? You can control the amount of favor that comes into your life by how faithful you are. Proverbs chapter 28. And if you want to take notes, you can write down verse 20. Proverbs 28, 20. 
Are you there? Say, I'm there. It says, a faithful man shall abound with what? What will happen to a man who was faithful? He will abound with blessings. That tells me that my blessing level goes up when my faithfulness level goes up. And faithfulness is going to trigger favor in your life. Now, if you, let me share this story with you. I thought this was real interesting. When 2009 started, I had no idea where we would get land from. But I wrote down on a piece of paper, and I shared it with you all, that in April of 2009, we will find some land and close on it. I didn't have any prospects, didn't have any land in sight, didn't even know who was going to help us get it. But I believe that all sufficiency in all things was going to come my way. And so guess what? In order for me to trigger the favor, I had to start. I had to make a huge decision. The, the, the person that I was currently with, and you all heard this story, the person that I was with that was helping us find land wasn't helping us find it. He was the wrong person. And so when you don't see favor flowing in your life like you need to, you need to go back to the Lord and say, Lord, what's going on? I don't see it flowing. I don't see the favor moving. I don't see things happening. And I went back to the Lord. I said, Lord, why haven't we found land by now? He says, you got the wrong person. You need to fire him. And so sometimes when you, uh, to see the favor of God, you got you to gotta fire some folk. If you're an entrepreneur, listen, some of you all are just sitting there going, man, I just, this person, you, you, she's the, this person in your office, the tone in the office changes when she walks in. She's so negative. Nobody wants to deal with her. It's like you, here we are, it's your office, but you're walking around on eggshells because you don't want to say something to that person. How many know people like that? I mean, some of y'all work with them. You're working with people that you can't stand. You're working with people who give people hard times. How many know people like that? Let me see your hand. Now, if you didn't raise your hand, maybe you're the person I'm talking about. <laughs> but I had to fire him. But watch this. When I fired him in the natural, favor got released in the spiritual. And when I fired him, we closed in our land in May. I was only a month off of what I desired. And when you begin to, to, to walk in the favor of God and you begin to be faithful to God, that is your uh, measuring stick. This is how you can know where you are in your favor level. Just look at your faithful level. Now, here's my question, and I'm going to close with this. Look at your faithfulness to God in 2009 and look and see, could you have done better? You know, when I think of what it means to be faithful, I think about obedience. What was your obedience level like in 2009? You know, some of us, we got God, uh, we treat God like, uh, like, like a fireman. We only need him when there's a fire. I mean, think about it. A lot of times when we're going through difficult situations, we pray more than we normally do. What if we prayed like that all the time? 
I mean, what, what, what would happen? What would happen if the intensity of spiritual calisthenics that you use when things are bad, what if you did that all the time? What if you spent a 30 minutes or an hour in prayer all the time? What if you read your Bible every day all the time? What if you prayed in the spirit 30 minutes or more all the time? What if you spoke positive words all the time? What if you gave like, got, like, like you wanted God to bless you? What if you gave like that all the time? What would your life be? And that's why I want to challenge us to become more faithful. And the only way to do that is to take an evaluation and say, how can I be more faithful to God in 2010? I mean, think about it. Were you late every Sunday almost for church in 2009? Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. He ain't talking about me. Now touch your other neighbor and say, neighbor. He talking about you, though. I mean, somebody throw some things out. What are some things you can do to be more faithful to God in 2010? Serve. Okay, serve. That's a good one. Somebody else. Read God's word. Somebody else. Fast. Amen. You know what fast means, right? It means to turn your plate over. We have a week this year in 2010 that's coming that for a whole week we fast and pray. Now, I'm not asking you to fast the whole week, but at least fast more than what you're used to. If you fasted one day last year, let's go two days this year. If you fasted two days this year, we're going to go three, three days. In other words, do better. What else can you do? Who? Give. Amen. And I believe that's the one that most people uh, get offended by. That one right there. When you don't know that giving triggers favor. Now, we're going to close with this verse. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians 9. See, giving triggers favor for your life. And it ain't just giving money. I'm not talking about just giving money. I'm talking about giving, period, triggers favor in your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, look now in verse 6. He says, but this I say, who, who, he who sows or gives sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man, according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give. So the context of this is giving. He goes on to say, don't give grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a what? Cheerful giver. It's not telling us what he's talking about in terms of giving. He says giving, period. Look what happens, though, when I give. When I give cheerfully, verse 8, God is able to make all favor and grace to abound toward me. So when you give, whether that's giving of your money, whether that's giving of your time, whether that's giving of your talent, when you give, giving triggers favor. And that's why in 2010, I dare you, I double dare you to say, Lord, if you'll get it to me, you can get it through me. Your relationships in 2010 can be double of what it is now if you'll give more in that relationship. 
If you will stop expecting so much and start giving more than what you expect to get, your relationship will get better. Because he just said, when I give, he causes grace to abound to me. Favor comes to me when I give. So watch this now. Guess what? Now, I need to give more in my relationship. I need to give more now to the kingdom of God. I need to give more to my children. I need to give more to God. Listen, we think that worship is for us. But giving of worship is for God. And that's why it's so easy to be late for worship. Because we think it's for us. But really, worship is designed for us to take some time that we probably didn't do throughout the week and say, I know, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give worship to God. And when I give, it says, he will cause grace to abound to me. So now this year, 2010, I need your focus to change. Your focus needs to be 2010. If it's going to be favor for the faithful, that means in order for me to trigger some favor, I got to do some giving. I got to give like I never have before. And just get out, touch your neighbor, say neighbor. He ain't just talking about money. No, 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 no. If you don't give your car gas, you ain't going nowhere. If you don't give your teeth some brushing, your breath's going to stink. If you don't give those feet some lotion, they're going to be ashy just like dust. Amen. If you don't give that hair some, 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 some relaxer, you're going to need a weave. You, you got to give for 2010 because giving triggers. Come on, class. Giving triggers. We just read it. He says, when we give, God will cause all grace to abound toward us. Then he goes on to say, so we'll always have all sufficiency. So favor for the faithful. So this year, all you're going to hear, I'm going to build your faith up to the point that you're going to have, I'm planning you're going to have double. Here's what I've seen God's going to do for 2010. Man, mortgages are going to get paid off. Listen, debts are going to be canceled. Money is going to get saved and stacked up. Man, relationships are going to get better. Man, you're going to pay off cars. Man, listen, some of y'all, you need to look for a vacation home. Say, well, Pastor, I can't afford it. That's why. See, that's why you need to listen to what I'm saying. So here's the thing. For us to get in position for favor, we got to be faithful. So I want you to ask yourself, Lord, whatever head by and every eye closed right now, just ask yourself, What area of my life can I be more faithful in? I believe if we will just humble ourselves, just humble ourselves, God will cause some things to happen for us that money couldn't buy, that our own effort could not produce. And I believe tonight that if you will hold on to that word, that favor, the ability of God to use people's power, influence, and ability to help you, I believe favor is going to overwhelm my church. I believe we, God's going to bless us so much if we decided to pay our land off cash, we could do it. Father, tonight I pray that every person under the sound of my voice will open up their hearts and that favor will overwhelm them. Father, I pray for an insurmountable level of blessings 
to come in their life so that, Lord, they cannot just be blessed, but they will be a blessing. I pray for every family that's here that we'll have more than we ever had. That, Lord, we'll be able to be a blessing to people and it won't even hurt us because, Lord, we have more than enough. And so I thank you for those who are here and that I pray that this word will hang over our heads until the end of 2010 and we'll be able to go back and look and see how much favor came in our lives. I want you to repeat after me. Say, I believe the favor of God is on my life. I believe God's raising up somebody somewhere to use their power, to use their influence, to use their ability to be a blessing to me. Lord, I'm in position and I will activate favor through asking. I will activate favor through my associations. I will activate my favor through anticipating with a good attitude. And Lord, I declare my life in 2010 will be exceeding abundantly above all that I could ask or think. Thank you, Lord, for debt cancellation. Thank you, Lord, for overwhelming finances. Thank you, Lord, for new businesses. Thank you, Lord, for new people in my life. And we declare now and we receive favor for 2010. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap tonight if you would.